Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of the Grains West podcast. Spent grain pays off. I'm your host, Jeff Clovis. Grains West magazine is co-published by Alberta Barley and the Alberta Wheat Commission. It's our goal to connect farmers, food, and ideas. As always, if you'd like to read our exclusive online-only stories or subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter, you can visit GrainsWest.com. In today's podcast, beer expert and GrainsWest contributor Don Tess visits Victoria Ross, founder of AgroSystems, to discuss the young agri-food entrepreneur's efforts to upscale spent grains from the craft brewing industry and help farmers and ranchers along the way. In the last decade, there has been an explosion in the number of Alberta small breweries. The province once had less than a dozen, and now it boasts close to 140. Many of these new breweries enthusiastically use Alberta-grown barley and other local grains. However, the vast majority of them are small, independent operations and don't have the infrastructure in place to deal with the spent grain byproduct of the brewing process. Sending this post-brew waste down the drain or into landfills creates additional problems for the municipalities in which the breweries operate. Alternatively, breweries must pay waste management companies to dispose of the spent grain, usually at great expense and by companies not equipped to deal with the unique needs of the brewing sector. Victoria Ross grew up on a ranch in Alberta and has been passionate about Alberta agriculture and food production since she was a child. Her father was a farmer and rancher who would often have to take on a second job to keep the bills paid. When she initially learned that 50% of Canadian farmers need a second job to supplement on-farm income, she dedicated her time and efforts to, in her words, help make Canadian agriculturalists progressive and profitable at the grassroots level so community, health, the environment, and our global food system can thrive. As part of this mission, she founded AgroSystems. The company collects spent grains and other organic materials from small brewers to upcycle these waste products into cattle feed and compost for farms and ranches. Moist and high in protein, spent grain makes ideal cattle feed. For this podcast episode, I explored the AgroSystems value chain from start to finish. You'll hear conversations with founder Victoria Ross, Born Brewing in Calgary, an agrobrewery client, and Hal Nixdorf, a rancher at YV Ranch. Good morning. I am excellent. How are you? Ah, they hear the beeping truck and they know to raise the gates. <laughs> so it's always like this. You drop off as many as you're picking up. I guess that, you know, it's, it's seven o'clock in the morning now, but sometimes you're picking up and, and the brewery is open, right? And there are customers and... So Acre Systems was based off of a uh, year two university entrepreneurship project uh, that I had to do a pitch competition for. And that was originally based off of a grade nine science fair experiment. Oh. Um, <laughs> I could go into like the nitty gritty details of, of, of all that process, but I'll just kind of keep to the business as it is now because it has pivoted. It's always been based on the, um, the idea of trying to reduce waste and optimize waste and help out farmers in the process. Um, the reason why agro exists is for people like my dad. So my dad... Uh, was a farmer when I was growing up. He still is a farmer. Um, but he had to have a second job on top of farming just to get the bills paid. And when I got to university, I learned that this is almost common um, like amongst 50% of Canadian farmers. 
And I just thought that was a little ridiculous considering these are the men and women that put food on our plates and they have to work that extra job just to continue to do that and to keep the farm afloat. Um, So that was really frustrating. And then in university, I also looked at like the different um, research that's been presented by the United Nations and it's, it's really promoting regenerative agriculture and small, smaller scaled farmers for the most part and diversified farms where they do like both livestock crop and vegetable production so that they can have like a real ecosystem of, of life and how they're so much more sustainable. Um, so it's just like, I wanted to really help out farmers that were financially struggling, that were trying to be this diversified um, force and uh, allow them to be more profitable and continue their journey for sustainability in the process. And yeah, that's why I started Agro Systems. I really wanted to help out people like that. Uh, and when did you found it? Technically, it was founded in 2016, like during that, like during that entrepreneurship project. Okay. Uh, but our operations didn't start until June 2018. As soon as I graduated university, we started rolling. <laughs> so, um, since you founded uh, Agro, how much waste have you saved from going into the landfill? I think we're past, we're surpassed, I think like 15 million pounds. Um, is that right? Yeah. No, like it's, it's quite a bit. Like I, I have to do the math on it, but I think we're at like 75 long tons a week now, if, if not more. So it's just, it's, it's constantly moving and it's, it's amazing to see that all these breweries before us, some of them had farmers, which was great. And the relationship just didn't hold out because the farmer got too busy with that second job or whatever. Um, but a lot of them originally were using uh, the like just garbage disposal when that was allowed by the city or a composting service. And it's great that it go to compost, but it's so much more valuable as a feedstock um, versus a compost. Plus the composting services weren't picking up at the breweries, like on the schedules that the breweries need because they're constantly changing their schedules and they might not brew. So there's no need for the composting service to actually come pick up. Whereas like we can modify that because um, we're just so flexible and so niche to be only serving them right now. Um, so, so, so the reason that the brewers need you is, is because you're much more flexible than waste. management. Yeah. And, and we're faster. We're a lot faster too. Cause like, before they might have it sit there a week or two. And now like we're picking up the same day. Sometimes we're like waiting for them to finish mashing out. Um, <laughs> and we just like, Hey guys, hurry up. <laughs> so we want to get going, but yeah. <laughs> um, so why is spent grain such great feed for, for cattle? Um, for, for cattle and sheep and like a lot of the stock animals. Uh, okay. It's a, it's a great feed just because, well, specifically for cattle is like, it's a pre-digested kind of feedstock, obviously, because you pull all the sugar out of it when you're making beer. So you're left with something that's super high protein and high fiber. Um, so what it kind of allows a farmer to do is like, you can mix it with undesirable feed to make it tasty, basically, um, which is a huge cost saving for them. So like traditionally, like straw is more often used as a, a bedding for livestock. Whereas if you mix it with spent grain, it can be that, that, that carbohydrate that they are missing. Um, and you can feed it like together, uh, to give a well-balanced diet and straws again, a lot cheaper than hay is, especially right now. Um, so it allows them to have a really affordable input with like high nutrient because there's that leftover. And then from a sustainability standpoint, which we didn't learn until a couple of years into this is that 
Um, because it's pre-digested as well, it actually helps reduce methane emissions by cattle because it reduces how much they burp. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I think the Australian Agriculture Department has found like that up to 20% reduction in methane, which is obviously, I don't know what that's equivalent to carbon, but it's a lot better. And I love how I didn't realize this, that not only are you uh, upcycling the spent grain, but now you're saying that the the straw uh, is more valuable because it can be used as feed. So you're, you're actually saving the environment in, uh, and the economics of farms in, in multiple ways. Yeah, absolutely. It, it provides some, like the farms that work with us, it's like it became one of their essential feedstocks. And, and like, it's, it's amazing too, just like the collaboration between, like if we didn't have the farmers and we didn't have the breweries and we didn't have us, like it, none of this would work because like if we don't have a, a way to dispose of the spent grain, our business fails. And if we don't have the spent grain, the farmers won't come to us and then we fail. So it's just like everybody has to be working in motion and it has to be working together or else this is not a successful venture. Right, right. So we, we talked about what a great service you provide for breweries. Um, why can't ranchers just reach out to breweries and, and pick up the uh, feed themselves? Like why do they work with you? Um, ranchers, there's definitely ranchers that do. I think there's probably about like, I don't know how many actual operating breweries there are in Calgary now, but I think like 10 out of the 45 that I think that we kind of play with. Um, I think they do work directly with farmers and ranchers and, and breweries can definitely do that. It just honestly depends on everybody's schedules. Cause I know farmers are so busy that it's like, they can't like always be coming into Calgary to pick up something like they don't have the time to do that. And they're, their time is like always stretched out thin to begin with. Like, like I was saying before, they might have a second job plus right. they have their family. Plus they have that, like a cow might start calving. So the benefit to the farmer, like paying us versus going into town is obviously um, they don't have to worry about the fuel bill and that part of it. Like they still have to pay for the spent grain, but they don't have to worry about that loss of time for themselves. And plus it's just something that's like, it's a lot more convenient for everybody. There's a couple farmers that are there. Like one of the farmers we originally worked with, uh, he just, He's gotten too far away and couldn't do the trip anymore, but he used to work with Cold Garden and then he transitioned to just buying the spent grain from us um, because it was a lot easier for us to consolidate more in bulk so he didn't have to do any trips into town. Right. And then I guess because you consolidate, you can provide more consistent supply. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So on, the, on the same time, the same date sort of thing. Um, what do you need to do or do you need to do anything to, to process the spent grains or, or ensure it doesn't uh, ensure that it's you know safe for livestock? Um, so it's or spent like wet spent grains are already on this uh, Canadian Food Inspectancy Agency list. So it's like a safe product to feed. It's just like as a rancher and like us as a provider, we just have to keep in mind that we have to move it as quickly as possible just because it can spoil, obviously, with mold. Um, so like usually it's within a farmer's like feed wagon within 24 hours. Um, so we're moving as literally as fast as we can. Uh, another thing that some of the breweries help us out with is just even if you keep the, the bins that we collect the spent grain in, uh, if they keep the lids off of the bins, that just helps aerate it. Um, and honestly, if you like let it dry out a little bit before you just put a lid on it and let it get like condensation-y and uh, like let that moisture build up it, mm -hmm. it like it lasts it goes from like lasting a couple hours to like a week um during the summertime and oh. in the winter 
yeah, the winter time, we just have to watch out for it freezing because it's wet product. Right. So we, we just try to pick it up quickly. And then the farmer bins that they pick up with uh, are insulated. Um, so it won't freeze nearly as quickly unless we're getting like to negative 45 degrees. Then it, then it starts kind of freezing on the outside. But um, for the most part, it's a speed game. Right. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what do you see as the future for agrosystems? The future for agrosystems is we really, really want to help just have more collaboration and community within this whole closed loop system. So we want to work with the breweries as much as possible. I know there's potentially city bylaws changing for other byproducts that currently are allowed to go down the drain, may no longer be allowed to go down the drain. So we'll be expanding to allow us to collect those um, byproducts. Like uh, we do collect from some already, but like the yeast and the, um, I think it's called the trub and the hops, um, are all things that we'll be able to collect. And then we also want to, we've just kind of proven out Calgary as a break-even point um, this last year. So we're just trying to inch us a little bit into profitability so that we can move this to other um, cities and do the same model over and over again. And then we also really want to push like any of the farmers we work with, we want to push their products to being sold directly to consumers. So there's less of a carbon footprint in terms of like the waste created on the farm and then also just like the emissions because uh, we do holiday gift baskets uh, for the last two years where we take the breweries products like their beer or their sodas and then we also do uh, like the farmers meat and then we also had one farmer's wife like make a bunch of jam this past year so we're just really trying to connect everything and, and make it truly like a closed loop system like always hold, uh, full hands in full hands out of the city. Um, because I think, I think the future for, there's so many things that are focused on for especially agriculture is trying to make it more like innovative and techie and all that stuff. But honestly, I think if we try to focus our consumption on, on local production systems rather than like importing all our fruits and vegetables and um, also like, outs- like outsourcing basically every, all our food coming from somewhere else and then putting all our food, like exporting it. Um, if we, if we can try to keep those local production systems and, and push that, I think that that's how we're actually going to achieve sustainability that that everybody can afford. Okay. That's great. Um, I think, I think, uh, you know, I thought of agro as, as a simple logistics company in terms of picking up spent grain and then, and then uh, sending it to, uh, as, as feed for cattle, but, but really your vision is, is much, much, much larger than that. Yeah, I really, I really want to push this to be a closed loop thing, like helping farmers and helping food providers and beverage makers, people that like, I think food and drink is, is, is the best choice we have in life. And I, I think we should capitalize on that and we should, we can make it as sustainable as possible. And everybody that works with us is already taking like huge strides to make that happen. So I just want to keep pushing that and like promoting everyone we work with. Right. Excellent. Um, very quickly, you mentioned, you know, yeast and trub is, uh, would you use that for uh, feed as well? Or what, what is the use of that product? Uh, yeah, you can use it for feed. We just have to be careful because we have to make sure everything is already approved on the Canadian Food Inspection C Agency. Because if it's not technically on the list or depending on like the, how you mix it, even if it's not on the list, like you have to go through um, big processes for getting it certified, which is like, depending if you have to do trials with certain animals, you could get like into the millions of dollars. Um, 
<laughs> so if we can't succeed in making everything a livestock feed, uh, we'll just try to work with as many farmers that have also like vegetable production and grain uh, production to help like make compost. Um, but there's not a lot of value in like selling compost at this point in time. Uh, so it's more just like that would be have to be something we give away. So that's why we want to try to keep it keep it as a feedstock just so that we can make a little bit of money so we can we can uh, afford the food on our table too. <laughs> so. Right, right. Warren Brewing is one of the many small breweries to have opened their doors in Alberta in recent years. I spoke with Wade Brown, one of the brewery's co-founders. So Wade, tell me a little bit about the history of Bourne Brewing and what makes it unique. Yeah, thanks, Don. Uh, Bourne Brewing is, I guess, a, a passion project that turned into a business that uh, now is part of my life. Um, but yeah, the history, we, we opened the doors to, to Born Colorado Brewing actually in 2018. And I guess, so it makes us about four and a bit years old now. And, and just recently here in November of 2021, we changed the name to just Born Brewing Company. And, and now we've really shifted that name into something that maybe was just a little bit more uh, welcoming to our location and where our brick and mortar is. And that passion is still there. And that's kind of, you know, what's your born and, and, and mine just became craft brewing. Can you briefly describe the brewing process and how the byproduct of organic spent grain is produced? Yeah. Yeah. We make a, a heck of a lot of uh, compostable material throughout the brewing process. Um, for us, we receive our grains uh, in bag formats and they're all like whole kernel barley and wheat and everything. And we, they go through a milling process here uh, on site at our facility. And, and that, that crushed grain then goes into uh, our mash ton and, and does a full, a steep process, um, you know, depending on how long and what kind of brew we're doing, but typically just about an hour's time uh, with inside the mash ton uh, where we combine those dried grains with water and create wort, um, sugar water for lack of better words. And, and that process, when we extract uh, that wort and move that over to our kettle, what we're left with is all of this quote spent grain. Um, but it has a lot of nutrient and rich part, I, I guess, bits still left, left with inside, you know, we've taken some out, uh, throughout the, the mash process, um, but there's lots still left. And so that material, um, is I guess a byproduct of our production that we don't really have a use for um, downstream at, at, within our facility, at least. Right. And so really what you want is the sugar, but in fact, you're specifically trying to leave behind like protein and things like that. hundred percent. Yeah. We, uh, we only want bits and pieces of that. We want some protein carryover and, and some other, um, you know, makeup of that grain, but mostly we're trying to extract that carbohydrate. So how much spent grain would you produce in a typical week? A typical week, uh, I think on average, what we kind of look at is spent grain takes up a fair bit of weight volume with inside. And so like one, one kilogram of, of dry grain comes out as almost three kilograms of like wet grain, mm -hmm. um, may, maybe somewhere in between that method. But I think on average, we'll produce anywhere from, I don't know, 2000 to 4000 kgs of spent grain a week easily which is that's probably on the low side. Um, but each bin, you know, our, our, our spent grain goes into some roller bins and each of those weigh up to a thousand kilograms. And I'm probably really shooting under here because we're probably almost six, seven, 8,000 and we're a pretty small brewery. So you have to imagine if you scale that up, what kind of grain care spent grain can be created throughout the brewing, the brewing world. Right. Right. 
Uh, so before agro systems came along, what did you do with you, with this? And then why is agro a better solution for you? Yeah. Um, we actually, agro is like the third, uh, company or, or outfit that we have utilized to deal with our spent grain. It's something that's, I guess, cumbersome and, um, and we have to get it off site. A, it starts to smell quite bad. Um, so we use two other companies within Calgary to do that much more like commercial facilities. All they would do is remove that grain off site for us. It would actually just go to a composting facility and just get composted, which is great. Um, when I met Victoria from AgroSystems, uh, she had just got started and we were looking to, to make a change again, just we were quite frustrated with our, our current setup. And Victoria was able to kind of present um, her company to me and how they are going to deal with the spent grain. And it has, I guess, a second life to it. It actually gets um, used as secondary feed for livestock. And what better way to kind of like have that lineage just continue on down, down the path sort of thing. So, um, and Victoria's company, they are very accommodating, uh, how they do their runs and their pickups. Uh, they're very timely in terms of our spent grain gets picked up usually on the day of the brew versus the other companies would be maybe once a week or twice a week kind of thing. So you'd have to sit around with that grain, uh, on our sites and that, that doesn't lend itself well, just from a storage state standpoint, we just don't have a lot of space for that. Um, so lots of reasons and Victoria is just great human to work with as well. Um, and so does Bourne have any specific environmental objectives and does agro, uh, agro systems help you with that? You know what? So we're, our, our, our environmental kind of like practices around Bourne are mostly focused around a reduction side of things. And then, you know, it kind of goes through that either reuse, reduce or recycle, and, um, we can always, you can always do upstream or downstream or depending on kind of where you're at in the train. And so from a grain standpoint, uh, I guess Victoria kind of checks off almost two of those boxes for us. We're able to kind of upcycle or recycle that grain. Cause it goes somewhere, wherever it is for, from a livestock perspective. And also, um, anything that doesn't get reused obviously is getting composted. Um, but I think 99% of the grain that gets, um, taken away by agro is actually just used as a secondary product. And so it does play into like our side of it versus going into a composting facility where it may or may not end up getting like the, the compost facilities that we have within Calgary. Um, they have a maximum limit that they can like do on a, a daily basis. And I'm not integrated into that. So I don't know all the details I'm not behind it, but spent grain makes up a large proportion of that if it's all going there. And so it's nice for us to just take that out of that, that mix and, and have it go somewhere else. YV Ranch was founded in Rocky View County in 2005 from part of a divided herd of Scott Nixdorf and Sons. YV Ranch has produced award-winning bulls and is now operated by Hal Nixdorf. So can you tell me about the history and operations of YV Ranch? Yeah, so uh, YV Ranch is a, uh, we're part of a fifth generation farm, uh, in just uh, 10 miles east of Airdrie. The farm was started uh, there by my great great grandparents and uh, has, uh, has sort of grown from there. Um, my I have a large amount of family that farms in the area, and currently I farm directly with my parents, uh, Nels and Terry Nexorf, and my two brothers and their families, Adam and Coleman Nexorf, and, and my wife, Nikki Nexorf. Okay. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we run a, a, a mixed farming operation, so that includes uh, 
uh, purebred and commercial cow-calf operation, as well as grow uh, uh, cereal crops and, and uh, canola as well. Oh, and does your cereal crop, like, do you grow barley, malting barley? Yes, uh, we, we, we mostly grow feed barley, but uh, on occasion, uh, we will grow some malting barley as well. Oh, cool. So uh, working with agro, you could go full circle here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's awesome. Uh, so how many head of cattle do you have and, and how much feed do you typically need? Uh, we uh, So we run about uh, 550 uh, mature cows. Um, and then we keep all those calves throughout uh, throughout the winter and we uh, we feed them out. And, and then uh, we uh, harvest those uh animals the next year so throughout the throughout the year we'll sort of keep the the calves all the way till uh till um they are sold uh, into the value chain as beef okay so how have you incorporated agro systems uh spent grain product into your feed regime and what problem does agro system solve for you yeah so we uh spend a lot of time Throughout the winter, grazing our cows on uh, crop residual, so on on barley straw and barley chaff and, and wheat and canola uh, straw as well, and, and which is a very uh, uh, dry substance to, to eat. And, and so the the spent grain that AgroSystems provided is uh, is is alternative to that. It's 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 very uh, moist and and uh, has a high uh, percentage of water in it so it mixes very well with that dry uh, feed that that we feed the cows throughout the field it uh, it also has a has a high protein content which uh, which works well throughout the cattle's uh, nutrition cycle that they will need more uh, protein coming into calving in the spring okay so uh, other than the pro or is protein basically what is the the what makes spent grain such a great cattle feed or and you and you, you you mentioned moisture as well but is that about it yeah you know uh, uh always on our operation uh, a, a big limiting factor in feed is is protein content and and for the feed steps that we typically feed so the the protein in the spent grain is is uh one of the the i guess the biggest attributes that that work well in our operation okay and so you mentioned, um, I don't know if you always do it, or maybe you just sometimes do it. You'll, you'll mix the spent grain with, with uh, straw or whatever. But other than that, is there anything you have to do uh, to the spent grain before you feed it to the herd? No, you know, the, the, when the spent grain comes, it's, uh, it's, it's ready to feed. I guess the, uh, the, the big thing is, is storage, the uh, logistics around uh, keeping it. Since it is uh, such a high uh, moisture content, um, it, the moisture can run off of it and run out of it and and so uh being able to uh, use it readily uh when it when it arrives is a is a big thing so uh sometimes the logistics of uh when it shows up and when we need to feed it are are tough to uh to work out but we've been able to i guess figure it out and and uh, make it work so okay and and that would be the most difficult thing is really just timing and, and logistics Otherwise, That's right. it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what percentage of your feed would you say comes from from agro? Is it consistently available, or do you have to have like a backup plan or anything like that? 
Um, you know, it uh, on a on a weekly or monthly basis, it's very consistent. Uh, sometimes around uh, holidays or or different uh, occasions like that, there can be different variations in in the mounts that come in and the I guess the quality of the feed as well. You know, uh, the different uh, types of uh, beers or ciders that are being uh, uh, brewed with the grains uh, can can change the uh, the nutritional breakdown of the spent grains. So. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that a bit, but, uh, you know, typically in our rations are between five to 15% spent grain. So it's, uh, while that doesn't seem like a lot, it, uh, it, it definitely, uh, adds a large, uh, nutritional factor to the ration. Anything else you want to say about uh, working with agro or spent grains? Uh, you know, it's, it's been a, uh, definitely a learning experience. We've had a lot of trial and error on how to feed it and, and what to do and what not to do, but I, uh, I think if uh, with some patience and uh, and you know the drive to to uh, uh, do the product, it it does work well, and and the the team at AgroSystems is always in uh, tremendous to work with. So uh, you mentioned things not to do. So if you could give one tip to someone who's never used spent grains before, one thing not to do. What is that? I guess the biggest thing is is when you receive the spent grain to make sure that. Uh, that you feed them in a timely, timely uh, manner, as I talked about before, that uh, that the, a lot of the moisture can run off as well as, you know, uh, sitting out for too long, like like any feed, it uh, can uh, can rot or go uh, go stale. So right. we make it sure that- It is a food product. Yeah. That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The future of agro-systems seems bright with a business model that is focused on solving the logistical problems of connecting breweries with farmers. By doing so, Agro ensures each kernel of grain lives two lives. First, in the beer we drink, and second, in the meat we eat. Next time you raise a glass of your favorite beer, you can feel good that you are also helping to support your neighboring farmers and ranchers. And that's it for another edition of the Grains West podcast. Thanks for listening. You can read the digital edition of the magazine at grainswest.com.